So thirdly, to be useful to God, I must always remember God's holiness. I must realize my sinfulness. And then I cry out and ask to receive God's cleansing. And that's what verses 6 and 7 say. And, and Isaiah cried out, confessing his, his sinfulness in verse 5. And then one of the seraphim, one of the burning ones, verse 6, flew to me, having in his hand a live coal which he had taken with the tongs from the altar. You understand, God's throne is there, and there's an altar in front of his throne, and that altar is the altar like we see in the tabernacle in the temple. It's the brazen altar, and it's the altar that, that was the place of the sacrifice for sin. And that's a picture of the cross and of Christ's death. And what God was portraying was he took a, a coal from the altar, from the place of sacrifice and sins being dealt with, and that's the basis on which Isaiah was cleansed, consecrated, forgiven. And look, look what it says in verse 6, uh, or verse 7. Then he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away and your sin purged. He received God's cleansing. That's the message. When we remember God's holiness, the light of our holy God makes us realize our sinfulness. That leads us to the work of the cross, to the sacrifice of Christ, offered once perfectly and completely to pay the penalty of sin for all who come by faith. And usefulness comes to those who will be cleansed and who walk in the light. That's the only way to stay full of God's Spirit. That's why we need constant cleansing. The Spirit of God is holy, and He does not fill us with his power, his boldness, and all that he wants to do through us when we grieve and quench him by having undealt with sin. And so what Isaiah had to do is he had to see the holiness of God, realize his sinfulness, and renew that desire for God's cleansing. And that's why we've gathered today. The most useful servant is a humble believer who readily confesses the complete cleansing that the gracious work of Christ has accomplished. Once we're assured of his cleansing, the evil one can't find a place to plant seeds of doubt and despair. And we can affirm God will never condemn us, Romans 8, 1. And though our sins were deeply staining us like crimson, we're white as snow, Isaiah 1, in God's sight. And that truth makes us full of hope. And we well up with hope by the power of the Spirit of God in us. You know, there was a notoriously wicked sinner who wrote his testimony out. And he got so famous from this testimony. You know, he was a debauched, if you've ever read The Life of John Newton, I mean, he was kind of like a modern-day uh, movie star. He lived that way. He was debauched, depraved, drunken, grossly immoral. He would take advantage and violate all the slaves he could get when he was hauling them back and forth, and they did all kinds of horrible things. Then he got saved, and he wrote his testimony, and then he lost his mind. Did you know that? He, he had Alzheimer's, dementia, in, in excessive amounts. I mean, he did not know anything. He didn't know who he was. They had to keep him in a room, and he was so famous the last two years of his life, hundreds of people came to visit him, and he would be sitting in his bed, you know, and, and they wouldn't let him out, and people would come up and smile at him, and he'd say, I don't know who you are, and I don't know who I am. But I was a great sinner, and Jesus is a great Savior. You know what the biographers say? He said that all day long. He probably forgot he said it. He said it over again. What? I mean, that's good dementia. 
I mean, that's the way we all should end, aware of what God has done. So to prepare our hearts, it's time to roll into communion. Is this your testimony? You know, just this week I had an appointment with someone. I didn't even know who it was. I just went for my appointment, and I met them, and they said, you know what? I was sitting out there in communion one year ago, and you said, don't touch that communion if you're not a Christian. And then I explained what it meant to be a Christian, to acknowledge that I am lost and sinful and believe Christ is my only hope and that he wants to forgive me and then cry out to him and ask him to save me. And, and actually, he said, while you said that, my girlfriend went, because she knew the Lord and knew he didn't. And he said, he bowed his head and right there cried out to the Lord. And he said, and when he opened his eyes, the tray was going by. And he grabbed one. And he said it was his first time celebrating communion as a believer because of the amazing grace of God that saved a wretch. Not like one of those people we see out there, like me. See, I once was lost. God found me. I was born blind, but the instant I called on the name of the Lord by faith, I can see. Is that your testimony this morning? Do you know you've been forgiven much? Do you love him much? That's what God wants when we come face to face with him.